We're going to say a few words, two specific Gemaras about Rameh Balanes, so we really understand a little bit more about Rameh Balanes and where we are, which I think makes such a difference. Beis Hashem to our Tfilas, to our Tehillim, for ourselves and all of Klalitzrol. So two specific Gemaras that I want to bring to your attention. Rameh lived at the time when Kalal was under the Romans, they were under the Roman authority. And the Gemara tells us that Rameh's wife, Bruria, who as we mentioned on the bus, was the daughter of Rebbe Hananiah ben Tradyoin. Now she had a sister that was taken captive by the Romans and she was placed in a, in a place that a woman shouldn't be. And all sorts of Vignone Arias were going on over there. So Bruria asked Rameh, to please help free her sister from captivity. So he took a sack of money and he went to the place where his wife's sister, Bruria's sister, was being held hostage. And Rameh believed that if this woman had preserved her kedusha, her purity, and she had not fallen into sin, then she was bizarre to a tremendous miracle of Kovaldeganes, what happened and should be free. So Rebmeir Balanes identified his sister-in-law and he approached her with a bag of money. Now, she didn't recognize Rebmeir Balanes, so she t- attempted to uh, discourage him, saying, no, 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 I'm not available, don't get close to me, don't touch me, I'm not, I'm not getting involved. And he informed, don't worry, whenever you're available, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready, I'm waiting for you. He was basically testing her to see whether or not she was going to fall, and it means that if she wasn't, then obviously means she had kept her purity, her kedusha, in a horrible, traumatic place that she was. And she was adamant in her refusal, don't go anywhere near me, I don't do these things, go, don't touch me, don't go anywhere near me. So Rameh realized, in fact, she was pure, she was tahara, she had never fallen to the Avera of Arias. And Rameh approached, and again, once Rameh understood that, he said that she will be zayicha to a tremendous miracle. So he approached one of the guards who was guarding the prison over there, guarding the Mokai, and he said, please, could you help me free my wife's sister, my sister-in-law, Buria's sister? And the guard said, no, what do you mean? If I do that, can you imagine what the government are going to do to me? Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be tremendous anger. I can't do that. So Ramea came, put his bag of money on the table, and he said, listen, if you help me, then half of the money, half of this money, huge amount of money you can keep, and the other half you can use to bribe the officials to try and let this woman out. And the guard says, what do you mean? Do you understand what happens if they catch me? They're going to execute me, they're going to kill me, I can't do this. There's no way that I can allow myself to free that woman, it can't be. So Rameh said the following, Rabbi Sai. Rameh said, if you're ever stuck in a situation, if you're ever in danger, if anything's ever happening to you, to put you in a situation that you don't want to be in, just call out, the God of Maya, answer me, and I guarantee you, you'll be saved. So the God said, okay, that's very nice, but how do I believe you? It's very nice you give me this secret formula, but where do I know that that's really true? So Rameya said, you know what, I'll demonstrate it. I will show you that what I'm saying is true. And the Gemara tells us, all of this is recorded in the Gemara, the Gemara tells us there were dogs nearby, and these dogs would actually eat human beings alive. That's what they did. So Rameh uh, just basically threw them 
a piece of earth, and when he did that, he angered the dogs. These were human-eating dogs. And the dogs started running after him in order to tear him to pieces. And Remeir suddenly turned around and he says, The God of Meir saved me. And all of a sudden, the dogs stopped and they turned around. The guard saw that. He said, this is unbelievable. This is what I'm going to do. And he allowed Remeir to leave with his sister-in-law. Now afterwards, the Gemara tells us that the government actually found out that the guard allowed the woman to escape and he was sentenced to death. Now, try as they may, they could not execute him. They tried to hang him, they tried this mahalaf, they tried that mahalaf. He kept on saying, it didn't work. They couldn't execute him, and they didn't know what to do. And when they asked him, what's pshat, what are you, these words that you keep on murmuring at the time of execution? And he says, and he explains, I'm asking to evoke the safety of the God of Maya. And that's what happened when they realized that it wasn't him, it was Rebbe Meir that was the one that was behind releasing the hostage. And therefore they started to actually um, etched a picture of Rebbe Meir on the gates of the city. And they said that anyone that finds him, he'll be put to death. And he already ran out and he escaped the Roman government. So that's one idea. Rabbi said so that means we're standing in a place of Rebbe Meir Balanes. We're standing in the place of Rebbe Meir that said that if the yin is in trouble, he's in danger, and he needs saving, and he needs something happening, all he needs to do is call out, and he gets that tremendous protection. We're in that mocker, and of course it works everywhere, we can do it all over the world, but over here it probably works more, which means we're in a mocker that we can really ask and evoke the Gavaldiga Rachamim of the Rabbi Shalom for ourselves, for Klal Yisrael, and specifically for the Matzav here in Eretz Yisrael, and for the hostages that need to come out well and healthy, Be'ezus Hashem. So one last thing Rabbi said to tell the Oilam, something that we mentioned and we heard from Rabbi Joey this morning, but just to give you a little bit more of the actual details, the Machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, right? The Gemari Kedushin basically tells us like this, there's a Machlekes between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, in regarding our relationship with the Rabbi Nishalayim. Comes along Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says that when we're doing mitzvahs, when we're doing the right thing, then we are a son. We're bonim lamokayim, right? And we're children of Hashem, and therefore we get that protection. Abazuk Rabbi Yehuda, the moment that Klal Yisrael fall, and they're not exactly doing the Ratzon Hashem and everything that's expected of them, we no longer have the status of bonim lamokayim. We now basically get downgraded to avodim, to slaves. Rabbi Meir disagrees. And Remeir says, I don't care. It's regardless what a yid acts, beinkach or beinkach, it doesn't make a difference. He's always bonim lamokayim. And the Gemara brings, four psukim, the Gemara brings in Kedushin, four psukim, to explain how Remeir held what he did. One of the psukim is a posuk in Yemiyahu, bonim sacholim heima. The other posuk is a posuk in Dvarim, bonim Eimon bom. The third is a posuk in Shaya, zera mireim bonim ashrisim. And the fourth is a posik, an oishi of a hoya b'mokem mishay omalehem lehamiyatem yomalehem b'ni kel choy. And the Gemara says, why did Rabbi Meir ask and specifically cite four psukim as a raya to his shita? And the Gemara tells us like this. I'm not going to go through the whole Gemara, but very simple. That the Gemara says that if he only would have said one posik, one would say, okay, when are we Hashem's children? Say that when we're a bit foolish, we do things that we shouldn't do. All right, but may still holds with children. But if we don't believe in Hashem, for 
forget about it. Then we're not bonim l'amochem. That's why Reb Meir brings the second pasuk, bonim l'im and bom, that even says the Gemara, a yid does not believe in Hashem. He's fallen so far. He doesn't believe in Hashem. He's still bonim l'amochem. He's still the rabbi Shalom. Reb Meir then proves with a third pasuk, bonim mashchisek. Can you imagine? Says the Gemara that even if a person was Ovid avoid Zara, he's worshipping idols. He's doing one of the Gimel Avivis Chamurais. He's doing one of the worst things possible. The Gemara. That's why we may have brought the third possum to show us Afal Peking Bonim Lamokoim. And then the Gemara goes on to say, quotes the fourth Pasuk as well, to go on that even if a person doesn't keep the Torah and the mitzvahs, it's irrelevant, you're always Bonim Lamokoim. Rabbi Sai, we know that throughout Shas, whenever there's a Machlekes, Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda, we always paskin like the other one. We don't paskin like Reb Meir. Shitas Tarajba. And if you want to look up all the Marimachlekes, there's a beautiful sefer from Chacham Ovadia Yosef, Anaf eight Ovois on Pirkei Ovois, where he brings down huge amounts of Marimachlekes, that over here we paskin Shita Alocha the Maisa, like Shitas Reb Meir. That means Rabbi Sai. Bonim Lamoke means wherever we fall in, wherever situation we're in, however low we could be, even the worst of the worst, with Meir, and that's where we're standing right now. Paskins, and that's how we Paskins, says the Rashba. That Bonim Lamokim, Benkach or Benkach, Kurim Bonim Lamokim, you are called the children of Hashem, and a child can always reach out to his Tati. And therefore, it's at this place, Rabbi Sai. We are supposed to evolve the supposed to be here, to be in a place where number one we can say and accord the Me'aneni, the Hashem of Me'er shall answer me, and it's a guaranteed Shmira. And number two, we should remember, look into ourselves, however we fall in, wherever we are, it's completely irrelevant. We're in the Mokim of Me'er and Paskins, that Bonim la Mokim Benkach or Benkach, you are the children of Hashem, and a child can always ask from the Rabbani Shalom and their father, whatever they want, we should be Zaycha, that all of our Twillers should be Miskabal Ataiva, and together with our Twillers, we double for ourselves, for our Mishpachas, for all of Klal Yisrael, for the hostages, for the soldiers, for everyone in the world that needs Brocha, Atzlacha, and Yeshua's, and Parnasa, and Shaduchim, and Shalom Bayez, and Briyas, and Health, and everything else that Klal Yisrael needs, we should double in this place, think about ourselves, our families, and think about all of Klal Yisrael, and Be'ez Hashem, we should double for the Gula, we should dump for Mashiach Tzidkeni, we should dump for the Binyan Bayi Shlishi, Bimheir Biyameinu, Amen. Amen.